0: Man, oh man, does this Phillies team know how to kick us right in the gut. As yet again, yet again, just a absolutely brutal loss yesterday in Cincinnati for this Phillies team as they fall 4-3 in 11 innings, a walk-off home run by a guy named Irvin, who I'm guessing a lot of Phillies fans had never even heard of uh, prior to this series or prior to this game even, as the Phillies uh, ultimately (laughs) lose it 4-3 as they win the first two in Cincinnati after losing the first two against the Mets. They lose that last game of the series. They win that last game of the series against the Mets and then win the first two in Cincinnati, and you're like, all right, well, maybe they can sweep this team. Of course they don't. 8-5 lost two days ago. Uh, So predictable, of course, with the way this season has gone and then you know, Aaron Nola being the one who – who can't get it done. And then, you know, to, to come out yesterday uh, in a, a day game and just be unable to win it against a bad team. And, look, I know that, uh, you know, they, they fought a little bit and, uh, you know, the just couldn't get going. But uh, Sonny Gray's a good pitcher and all that. But just a really disappointing loss, another one, and a string of disappointing losses for a disappointing Phillies team. We will dive into it all, the misery and all of it. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, September the 6th, as we head into a weekend series with the New York Mets in New York after losing two or three last week to the Mets. We'll see what the Phillies can go to New York and do. And uh, you know, look, we'll, we'll dive into the series a little bit later, but they're in a spot where it almost feels like they have to sweep to do anything. I mean, they there's 23 games left. They haven't gone on a run. As I've said many times, I, I don't think they're going on a run, but... Yeah, you know, that's the only chance they have. Uh, uh, look, uh, um, we've seen crazy things happen in baseball. We saw the Philadelphia Phillies come back from seven games down with 17 to play against New York Mets in 2007. And and we've seen the other side of it in Philadelphia. Granted, uh, a lot of us listening, me certainly, I'm sure there are people listening who saw it, but 1964 Chico Ruiz, six and a half up with 10 to play. The Phillies somehow found a way to lose that lead. So crazy things happen. Baseball is a wild sport, but this really doesn't feel like a, a playoff team, and it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. You know, and and it's felt that way for a while. It's just kind of one of those things you have to come to grips with. As they have really been masterful in. in the, Bringing people back in. And granted, I think the fan base wants to be in, and that's a big part of it. You know, we want to believe, we want to think that, oh, you know, they could do this. They're going to go on a run. But um, they have just constantly, all season long, reeled us back in, reeled us back in, knocked us back out, reeled us in, knocked us out. It's been a a perpetual, never ending cycle of, of disappointment. I think that's part of what has led to the general overall animosity and kind of negative feeling about the season that we've experienced this season because it's a team that has really just never gotten us super excited and kept that momentum at no point have they been able to build on anything as we've talked about they can't win more than four games in a row they can't go on a run and and as a result it's just been a really frustrating season and you know we'll we'll dive into this in a minute but I do think that you know, part of it is that that they're just not good enough, and the expectations were probably too high. And I think that a lot of the the reason we feel this way is because they keep teasing us more than anything. But we'll dive into it all first. let's uh, let's take a look back at yesterday, which was another gut punch of a loss in a season with so many gut punch losses. They do it yet again yesterday, three, uh, four to three loss. As the Phillies fight back to get extras, they get an early lead, 1 0 on Reese Hoskins' double after a J.D. Romuto triple as Romuto, Another great game. Romito, uh with uh, a home run and a triple, scoring two runs and having an RBI, obviously, as well as he um, surpassed both his career high and, and home runs now with 22, and then RBI as well with his 75th RBI, so shout-out to JT, who's been a, a just an awesome player for this team this year. Maybe the best player on the team all season long when you include defense, certainly the best defensive player at the most important position and all that stuff. Um, but ultimately, uh, it was enough. JT would bring him back again. The Phillies go down then, 3-1 in the sixth. Uh, Jason Vargas, solid outing, but can't get through six. as he goes five and a third, gives up two runs, runs into trouble there in the sixth. Um, does have six strikeouts, no walks, which is nice to see. But then again, the bullpen, uh, unable to hold it as Jared Hughes, ends up giving a run and allowing runners to score. And the, all of a sudden, the uh, Reds are up three to one on home runs by Jose Iglesias and uh, Su- uh, Eugenio Suarez. Um, three to one lead. Then the Phillies fight back, you know, and and they've done that in this series twice now, but unable to, to close it out as they get a run in the seventh on an Adam Hazley single and a... a error uh, by Arisa Aquino that allowed Kingery to score. And then they tie it up in the eighth, as I mentioned, with the J.D. Romito bomb, a really huge home run in that spot. And it's just so frustrating because then they would go on and they would give up a home run on the 11th, and that would be it. And the Reds get to walk it off. A bad Reds team, a team that has nothing to play for. And it, it just I don't understand how this team can so consistently have momentum, both – you know, in a game or in the season in terms of, you know, a few games in a row and just never follow, carry up on it. I mean, that JT Romito homer to tie it up, I mean, a team that's playing for a playoff spot can, you know, theoretically, with with at that point, there are 23 games left to play after that, only 23 left. You know, how is that not a home run that that catalyzes the team? You know, instead, they don't score a run for the next four innings and, and the Reds walk it off. You know, I, I just... Uh, three innings, I guess, suppose. I, I don't understand. I, I just don't understand how there's so little momentum that carries either from game to game or even in-game from this team as we've experienced with so many brutal, 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 brutal losses. And granted, a lot of the losses have had to do with the fact that the pitching staff is terrible, both the, the starting rotation and the bullpen. So I get it. There have definitely been losses we can pin on Hector Neris and the rest of the guys in the pen. There are losses we can pin on every single member of the rotation, even Aaron Nola, though, obviously the least of the bunch. But there are also a, a boatload of losses we can blame on this offense as well, and I feel like yesterday's one of them. I know Sonny Gray's a really good pitcher, but, man, you know, the the for this staff, Vargas and, and the pen only give up three runs through ten innings, I mean – I feel like the, this offense has to score more there, and we've seen that a lot this season. Spots where, again, I think you know, you could say it in the, the, the NOLA start against the Mets, a 1-1 game through seven, and then the Mets blow up, and they end up losing 11-5. to This team just hasn't been able to, to get big hits in big spots nearly enough. They've been unable to get anything going offensively in big spots enough. I know the offense has been much better over the last month, Corey Dickerson's been great. Harper's playing the best baseball he has as a Philly. romuto has been great. Hoskins finally starting to heat up again, but just too consistently in big spots, they can't score runs when they need them. And it's ultimately led to a team that has, you know, is unable to, to put it all together at any point. You know, it just feels like the instances we've seen of this team with great pitching and great hitting over any sort of stretch of time has been zero. And as a result, they're, you know, only sitting here at and, and they can't win a series against the Reds, a team that is out of it. They're 72 and 67 on the season. They continue to hover in that range from 500 to seven games over 500 or game over 500 to seven games over. And they just can't get past that. And it was nice to see Corey Dickerson back yesterday. Big part of the offense. Again, the offense has been good. But it just hasn't been good enough, and it's led to too many losses. And again, I think, uh, again, they're they're just not good enough is really the ultimate takeaway, but it is really frustrating how many of these games they lose. Winnable games, you know? Yes, they are not good enough on the whole. They're not a playoff-caliber team. The team that is directly in front of them right now, the Cubs, is a more talented team. They are. Not only are they playing better, but they're just more talented. And not to say the Phillies don't have talent – But they have not exceeded their talent. I mean, you look at a team like the Oakland A's or the Tampa Bay Rays or the Cleveland Indians, teams that certainly have talent through smart drafting, development, all that stuff, smart trades. They have talent, but they're not demonstrably more talented than the Phillies. Certainly, some of them have much better pitching staffs, but those teams are smart and they get the most out of their talent. It hasn't felt like this season. The Phillies have gotten the most out of their talent. And again, they're not good enough. I get it, but it really feels like they, they certainly haven't exceeded, you know, and that's what great teams do. That's what great organizations do. And that's how you win continually. And and again, look, this is not a, Phillies have not been horrible this season. Again, they are five games over 500. They are, in a playoff chase theoretically into September. You know, they are not a a disaster. They're certainly better than last year when, you know, at this point we were talking about what was becoming the greatest collapse we've ever seen practically. So um, I I get it. I'm not trying to to submarine this team and say they're they're bad, but they're just not great, and that's okay, I think. You know, and and when you think about some of the things that have happened along the way that – It really hurt them. Andrew McCutcheon injury. I said at the time, I didn't know if they could overcome that. I legitimately felt that way because of how important he was to the lineup and how important he was off the field as a veteran leader, someone who could, you know, steer them through tough times. And we've had some tough times, whether it's with the manager or Sean Rodriguez or whatever, there have been so many things. I think having a guy like McCutcheon in that locker room playing every day Matters, and I think we saw that when he was here. I think he helped the locker room a lot, the clubhouse a lot, and then also was just playing a stellar left field, a stellar base runner, and a catalyst at the top of the lineup. Something they sorely missed. And then obviously we've talked about it a ton, but you look at the bullpen and the fact that Roberts and Sir Anthony, Tommy Hunter, Nisha, Adam Morgan, the five guys you probably counted on the most coming in the season, or at least five of the six or seven. None of those guys are, are here and have been here for a long time. So, um, you know, and then, of course, just the underachievement of the young starting pitchers, the Nick Pavetta's, the Zach Eflins, you know, Velasquez is what he is, was what he expected. And I think Arietta was what we expected. You know, we weren't expecting much from Arietta after last season and seeing the decline. But Nick Pavetta and Zach Eflin, we Absolutely expected more from especially Pavetta and you know that was a mis- a mistake that was a miss by the Phillies but and not upgrading it at multiple points whether at the trade deadline or Dallas Keuchel and I know Jason Vargas Drew Smiley that's not upgrades Vargas is better than what they have but let's be real we're talking about substantial upgrades that make a difference over the course of a season a big difference. And they had opportunities to do that. And granted Dallas Keuchel not much better than Jason Vargas. Uh, That's fair. But also we could have gotten him for a lot longer portion of the season. And uh, it's just frustrating. It's frustrating because I'm mad and angry at this team on a night-to-night basis. But when I try and step back and look at it, it's hard to blame those guys. Like They haven't gotten enough big hits. They have been frustrating. They keep losing games in the worst ways. They don't show up a lot of times. But... Also, they're they're not that great. Honestly, they are a team that probably should be five games above 500, if that. You know, they might be playing better than they should be, so I'm torn. That's what I want to talk about coming up next. The, the, the kind of issue here with the expectations we had for this team and how those ultimately ended up Kind of, you know, making it tough to deal with what is ultimately a team that's just not that good and that is probably playing above their heads. So I want to dive into that next as well. And we'll also look ahead, of course, to this weekend series as, uh, look, uh, this is the end of the road here. You know, one more series loss and we just check it off. Again, miracles happen, but not... Not like this, I don't think. Not with this team. So uh, they need to show something in New York big time. I think they need to sweep two of three, obviously, is like it's not even good enough now. They need to sweep the Mets. We'll see if they can. We'll see what they could do. We'll dive into that as well, uh, in addition to a whole lot more. So this is uh, Phillies Today, James Seltzer. We're coming right back. We are back, Phillies Today, James Seltzer, as we continue to come to grips with what is likely, you know, the end of the Phillies season, or at least the end of the, the hopes, the belief of play of hopes, not to, mathematically, they're not done, but I'd be hard-pressed to find a Phillies fan who truly, genuinely, in, their, in the heart of hearts, believes they are really going to make the playoffs. I mean, if you look at the, the percentage chances on fangrass, 538, all that stuff, whether you believe it or not, it's all in single digits. It is a It is a long shot. It is a legit long shot. And, you know, I think highly, highly unlikely. Again, for the reasons I said before, we'll never say never. But this is Phillies team that's probably not going to make the playoffs. Very likely not going to make the playoffs. And it's been a tough road to not making the playoffs, especially for a team that has been bad for so long. And we got a little bit of fun last year, but ultimately with the team we didn't believe in, I think the problem is that we got really excited for this team this year. And our hopes were ultimately too high. I mean, you know the high hopes. That's what we do here. But... I think our hopes were probably too high and especially as the injuries kept happening, losing McCutcheon, losing all the bullpen pieces and seeing that Nick Pavetta wasn't what we expected him to be or wanted him to be. Zach Afflin wasn't and and so on and so forth. And seeing that, you know, Matt Klintag and Andy McPhail and the organization decided not to make legitimate moves at the trade deadline, not to truly upgrade this team. They decided not to pay money to Dallas Keigel, Craig Kimbrell, whatever you want to say about those decisions and how those guys have played and whatever. I mean, they, they didn't go all in on this year. And I think that's good from some perspectives, but I think that there were certainly possibilities for them to do more, especially from a spending money perspective. There's a team that talked about, you know, being a big boy again, and, and they're not even in the top 10 in terms of money spent. They're not in the top 10 in terms of payrolls, which, you know, looking ahead, you, you hope that, they better spend some money this offseason. They better add to that. I mean, it's a must. They, sh- you know, There's no reason they shouldn't be approaching or going into the luxury tax. They really should. They have to go over the luxury tax if they want to be a big boy because as they've sa- as we've said a million times, they don't have the internal talent or depth of talent to be a real contender over the next few years without supplementing with big moves. And we saw that with Harper. Harper is integral to the future of this team. But he's not enough, uh, you know. Whether it's Garrett Cole or whoever, I mean, they have to make moves here. Anthony Rendon, you know, which is more unlikely, but they need to add, they need to supplement it. They, it trades, whatever. I mean, they got to make this team better because this team is not good enough, especially with the young Braves team getting better, a Dodgers team that isn't going anywhere. Uh, you know, it's just a, a tough, tough spot. I mean, they're they are behind these teams as we've talked about, certainly from an organizational talent standpoint. And there's only one way you know, to bring talent in quickly, especially when you've got Harper and Romito and Hoskins and all these guys entering their prime, in their prime. And you've committed to them, and I'm sure they'll sign JT to a long-term deal this offseason. I think that's what you would expect. And then you've got this core together you need to add to it because this core is not good enough, especially without the organizational depth that all these other teams have where they can just keep bringing guys up and make a difference. Again, the Dodgers just brought up a top-ten prospect in Gavin Lux. They brought up a top 20 prospect in Dustin May to pitch out of their bullpen. The Phillies don't have that. They won't even bring up Spencer Howard, who's the one guy you feel great about and feel like could step in right now and be effective and make a difference. So, you know, I think when you look at all that, first and foremost, as we said, they, they need to supplement. But I, I think that when we look back at this season, it makes it hard because we had such high expectations and We overrated the team. I was guilty of it. I think a lot of us were. But at the same time, there were things that happened. As we discussed, the injuries mattered. They underperformed at times. You know, they have underperformed in big spots. And I think the fact that they can't get on a run at any point has really made a difference. You look at any other team in competition, they've had some sort of run. You know, even the Diamondbacks right now are on a run and making a a run for the card. too, adding just another team and another reason. It's less likely the Phillies make it. Because teams go on runs, and this Phillies team has had zero runs this season. It's unbelievable. I, I, I don't ever remember a team that, that didn't at least win like seven in a row at some point, or whatever, contending team, I mean. Or just like, oh, wow, they've won 9 of 10. They've won 12 of 14. I mean, it doesn't happen. It's crazy. They can't even beat the Reds three out of four. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's weird because I feel like I'm just kind of here because I know that I shouldn't be as frustrated with this team as I have been. I know that I shouldn't get as angry, but of course we're fans, and that's what we do, and I will never fault me or any other fan for for maybe getting a little too invested on a night-to-night basis with a team they love, but I do think that it, it's it's just made it tougher for us to, to reconcile, because if, if we had not had such high hopes coming into the season and it's not our fault. Look, they went out and got three all stars. They had their GM come out and say we had an objectively excellent all season offseason. They had Bryce Harper. They hyped up Nick Pavetta like he was the next, you know, Curt Schilling, the pitcher uh, back of the day. Uh, you know, they they really, you know, got us. uh got us excited, and and that's what they should do. And But I think it also raised our expectations, and it's been really tough to deal with the reality that this team just isn't that good, especially not right now after the injuries and, and the underperformances. Like, they're just not as good as the other teams that they're competing with for the most part. And they're certainly not good enough to, you know, for us to be upset from a they-should-have-made-it perspective because they probably shouldn't. They're probably not good enough to be a playoff team. You know, sure, maybe they're good enough to get that second wild card, but they're certainly not as talented as some of these other teams. I mean, the Nationals, who obviously are way out in front of them in the first wild card, are are significantly more talented right now. The Braves obviously are. The Dodgers obviously are. The Cardinals are. The Cubs are. I don't know if the Brewers are. I don't think the Diamondbacks necessarily are, but, you know... there are teams that are just more talented and better equipped to compete than the Phillies. And, you know, I think that the way the season has played out has made it just tougher for us and tougher to, to reconcile because, A, we had high expectations, and, B, they keep playing this brand of baseball where they get you excited and they have moments and then they continually punch you in the gut, both on an individual basis on the amount of games they have lost that are gut-punch, disastrous, don't want to go to work the next day type of losses. And also on a season basis, like we talked about where they'll win four in a row and they'll have a big walk off and you'll feel like, oh! and then, you know, it's over. And then they lose two of three to the Marlins or three to the Marlins or two of four to the Reds. You know, it's just over and over and over and over and over again. They've told us what type of team they are and over and over and over and over and over again, we buy back in because we're fans and we want to, but the result of it, the, the sum of it all, is that we just end up being a lot more disappointed in the end. And it, and it just hurts us a lot more. And, and that's part of fandom. Look, that's okay, too, because that hurt is what makes it so great when you finally do win. I mean what we felt in 2008 after all those years of suffering, generation of suffering. Someone like me who was born in 1981 who never saw a championship and saw such a minimal amount of just pure success. I mean, that's why the 93 Phillies are so revered because they were the only team in a 20-plus year stretch, which was relevant. Uh, you know, it's it's crazy to think about, but I think that that's, and, and, that, and that stuff carries over too because we all have those, you know that feeling of of the inferiority and of being so bad for so long, and what it is like when they do win, and I think that all comes together to give us these super high expectations, which again are okay, but also lead to the pain, which leads to greatness when we win, but win it all. But until then, it is it is a frustrating go, and you just um, on the in the end, I think we'll look back at this team as as way more disappointing than they probably really should have been, but. We'll look back on it as a really disappointing season. I know I will a frustrating, disappointing season, but ultimately I think that from a rational, pragmatic standpoint, it probably played out the way it should have played out, you know, and and, and obviously injuries hurt and all that. But ultimately, you know, this team just wasn't as good as we hoped and, and expected and, and hoped again, they would be. And uh, it's just that much more painful when they aren't. So um, the, the the B. Is go get more good players, Matt Klenck, because I don't think Clentac's going anywhere. We'll see what happens with Kapler, but if I had to guess, I think they might all be back. We'll see, but uh, we'll talk more about that obviously as the season comes to an end, and you know we make for sure they don't actually go on a shock us all and go on a run. But um, I do think that um, this team has to get better this off season, and we hope it will. And and you know I think there'll be a, a lot of angry people if they don't. So uh, hear it now. <laughs> and I think they will I think they will alright looking ahead a uh, again I think they got a sweep uh, it's not the best from a pitching perspective here in New York this weekend is. tonight at seven ten, we have Zach Eflin against Steven Matz that's probably the, the best matchup for the Phillies of the three as evelyn has been good in his last two starts and Matz has been good against the Phillies but also earlier in the season bad but ultimately uh, I think it's a winnable game but then you got Drew Smiley against Marcus Stroman granted the Phillies hit Stroman pretty well the last time they played him but um, Smiley or well enough, not great. They won the game, but it wasn't really in Strowman, to be fair. Uh, but Smiley obviously has had one good start in a while, so uh, that's a worry. And then uh, and then on uh, on Sunday Velasquez against Noah Syndergaard, so we'll see. Again, I think they need to sweep. Worst case, two of three, obviously, but I think a sweep is what it would take to uh, to really start to feel any sort of positivity again, is again, it really does look so highly unlikely that this Phillies team is going to make it happen this year. But like to say, there's always next year, and I'm sure we'll get our hopes up again. Either way, we'll be back on Monday. We'll talk about the sweep or the two of three or one of three, who knows with this team We'll will we'll react to it one way or the other on Monday. So until then, have a great weekend, and thank you for listening to Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network.